0: Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode, where today we talk about caring for each other during election season. We're doing so at the suggestion of a listener from Pennsylvania, here in the U.S. You know, there's something about elections that stirs up emotion in people. And it's not just in Pennsylvania. It's in the rest of the world, too. Just recently there was an article in the Wall Street Journal about a national election in Kyrgyzstan, And there was a photo of protests in Kyrgyzstan uh, on the front page above the fold with a caption that read, vote dispute plunges Kyrgyzstan into chaos. So it's not just here in the U.S., it's all over. Elections evoke emotions. And so we're going to be talking about that today. And I'm grateful for the chance to do so and to work Kyrgyzstan into a sentence several times. I don't get to do that often enough. Anyway, I've just noticed that expressions of political preferences polarizes people. They they harm relationships, and they divide people more than they bring us together. I'll give you an example of this from a recent Facebook post I saw just a few weeks ago. This person on Facebook wrote, I think my church friends have forgotten about Jesus. It seems to be all about politics. I liked my church friends better when I didn't know where they stood politically. And in this uh, same thread, someone else wrote, I think it's good for us in church to talk about politics. Well, I have to stop here. I couldn't couldn't disagree more. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about politics in church. We can talk about politics everywhere. Let's save church for talking about God and Jesus. Well, I'll start start again. This person wrote, I think it's good for us in the church to talk about politics. What I lament, and I do agree with the rest of this, what I lament is that people can take disagreement too personally and they don't know how to have a civil discussion about politics or they see the goal of political conversation as being to win a debate rather than to have a discussion to grow in understanding and think deeply in ways we haven't before. I agree with that last part. First sentence, no, not so much. So what's behind all this discord that we see, both here in the U.S. and in Kyrgyzstan? Hmm, Got to work that in again. What I see is just a lot of fear and distrust. Fear and distrust. They seem to be the two prime emotions on display during this election season. I just see political discussions and elections about preferences. Now to discuss the election, it's important to ask ourselves if we have built up enough relational capital with someone that can weather a political discussion and conversation and difference with them. You know, political agreements really never deepens a relationship. There are too many other variables that do. And I think we should focus on those instead. And we shouldn't assume that if people are silent, that they are in agreement with our political views. The closer and deeper the relationship we have someone, the less threatening election discussions are. The more distant the relationship, the greater the possibility of damaging that relationship. And you know, we we don't have to share every political opinion that runs through our mind with everyone. I I personally think it's better not to tip your hand, to keep people guessing. It's less risky that way. It's not gonna drive people apart. Because the relationship we have with someone is far more important than determining what is right and wrong in a political debate. If we're going to have a discussion about politics and the election with someone, I think it's important that we ask ourselves first, will discussing the election hinder or enhance our relationship with the other person? And if we are going to be talking about politics and the election, it's important that we listen well. And to ask people how they came to believe in their political position. And to recognize the possibility that we ourselves may be wrong on an issue. Another thought is, don't be intense one way or the other. Because intensity of feelings rarely wins you any friends. And I would also suggest, stay off social media and cable news. I I just think they re-traumatize people. And avoid posting political preferences on Facebook if you care about your relationships. Don't tip your hand. Keep people guessing. It's interesting to me what people post on Facebook, things that I think could harm them later on. When someone applies for a job, a common technique now that employers are using is looking up their Facebook account to find out more about this person. And if you see an angry person Uh, on Facebook all the time. It might decrease your chances of getting a job. Just a little job hunting tip there. Well, in our discussions with other people, I think it's very helpful to empathize with others and to realize their fear and don't contribute to it. Their fear that the other guy might win. I think it's far better to focus on common ground and what you do agree on. Well, to summarize how we can care for each other during this election season, I would uh, sum it up in one sentence, and it's this. Our relationships are more important than elections, which come and go. But relationships, when nurtured well, can last the rest of our life. I guess that was two sentences. I'll read it again. Our relationships are more important than elections, which come and go. But relationships, when nurtured well, can last the rest of our life. Well, what can we do to respond uh, to the thoughts of today in in our episode? Well, one thing is, if your guy wins the election, don't gloat. Don't rejoice. And realize it's not going to be nearly as good as you think. Be kind. Extend grace be gentle your relationship with the person who backed the loser is more important than any election result and if your guy loses it's not the end of the world don't sulk or whine or otherwise complain you know the sun will come up tomorrow it'll come up tomorrow you can bet your bottom dollar oh oh carol's carol's giving me that look um Uh, Anyway, acknowledge that your sadness and fear about the election uh, is there and present, but it's going to go away. And it's not going to be nearly as bad as you think if your guy loses. And your relationship with a person who backed the winner is more important than any election. You know, we've had really bad leaders in the past, and we'll survive this one too, should the other guy have won. I, I did a search recently on the, the worst presidents in U.S. history, and no one can agree. I used to think it was Warren Harding. He used to be the guy you know, from the 1920s and the Teapot Dome scandal, but um, James Buchanan, the president right before Abraham Lincoln, is getting top billing on a number of those lists. Uh, he is faulted for uh, his policies and his inaction which led to the beginning of the Civil War. And so, you know, we've had bad presidents. We've had bad leaders. We've had them all the time, and we survive. And above all, an important response is to remember that God is in control of who our leaders are. Romans 13.1 tells us that people in positions of authority have been placed there by God. I think God has a sense of humor in some of the people he's placed in leadership position. But nevertheless, God is in control. And as always, another thing you can do is to let me and your fellow listeners know what resonated with you in today's episode. And you can share that in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes, or you can send them to me in an email to john at caring for others. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act, and to care well for the people in your sphere of influence during this election season. And that's because God intends for you to find the joy in your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. And now for our Relationship Quote of the Week. It comes from the Bible, Philippians 4.8. And the Apostle Paul writes the following. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You know, election season and election results never falls into any of those categories. (laughs) So instead, Fix our thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about those things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Well, that's all for today and look forward to um, being with you next week. So goodbye for now.